Thank you so much for being here on the next episode. Learn, grow, do, repeat with Jamie Tatino. Look, I created this podcast to be able to give back, connect with like-minded people, people like you, people like me, who are out there chasing those goals, chasing those dreams and turning them into a reality. Be sure to like, comment and share at the end of the episode. Also, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Again, thank you for being here. Let's get into it. Hello, 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 and welcome to the next episode, Learn, Grow, Do, Repeat with Jamie Tatino. Now, today I'm joined by another young gun CEO in Australia who's doing incredible things with an incredible product. Uh, and as we were just saying before we, we came on air, I still remember the first time I saw the product in store and I thought to myself, wow, this is incredible. Um, so we've recently connected and I thought we'd love to get him on the show uh, and do an episode to give some incredible value. So he started his career at PwC. Uh, and only lasted about two and a half years before launching his first social commerce platform and app. Uh, in 2013, he started his entrepreneurial apprenticeship with Dr. Sam Prince. Uh, he worked along Sam for about three years before they launched the brand Shine, uh, which is Australia's first neutroponics drink. I think I said that right. <laughs> uh, co-founder with Sam, he's now the CEO of Shine at the age of 28. Shine is available in over 5,000 retailers Australia-wide and in all the biggest ones uh, that we all know of. And I want to make sure I get these ne next accolades right. Uh, the brand was recognized as one of Australia's fastest growing beverage companies and startups. In 2017, won a Global Beverage Award for Innovation. And in 2019, was a New South Wales Small and Succeeding Business of the Year. We have on the show, Steve Chapman. Welcome, buddy. Thanks, man. Good to be here. How did I go with that intro? Did I pronounce everything? Did I hit them all right? Yeah, good. Um, new tropics is probably the one little bit, but we'll get there. It's a new word. We, we, uh, we all learned something there, new tropics. And yeah, I yeah, even wrote it down and I still got it wrong. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. How are you, buddy? Good. Good. Thanks so much for being here. I really appreciate it. No worries, man. Um, we're going to get stuck straight into some rapid fire. So just to let the listeners know, I haven't pre-framed you on any of these questions. No, so they're fast questions, fast answers. Are you ready? Yeah, let's, let's do it. Favorite song right now? Um, uh, I'm gonna say Dave East new album. He's got a song on it called Handsome. Dave East. Yeah, it's a New York rapper. Okay, okay. Favorite song to get pumped up to? Uh, Trophies by Drake. Oh yeah, any Drake's good. <laughs> Favorite movie? Um, Goodwill Hunting or um, The Thomas Crown Affair. The, which one, what was the second one? The Thomas Crown Affair. Never it's heard of it. He's Brosnan at his best. Oh, okay. Pre-Bond, yeah. All right. Pre-Bond, and that's pretty old school then. Yeah. <laughs> Might have to go and watch it. Uh, favorite book? Um, Mastery by Robert Greene or Master's mm. Communion by Victor Frankl. I like Mastery. That's a good one. Favorite color? Uh, black, if that's the color. <laughs> we'll just pay it for the sake of it. Um, your go-to meal? Um, I'd say always have a pizza on Fridays with, with the fiancé. Yeah, fiance nice. nice. Pizza Fridays. I like it. I like it. Favorite TV show? Um, probably most recently, I, I, would say, or I, I end up committing to um, Game of Thrones eventually after like five years. Of <laughs> I still haven't watched it. Is it any good? It's good. It's worth the commitment. It's worth the commitment. I'm, I'm massive yeah. on power. So, um, yeah, that was good. Yeah, but that was good. It's, it's, it's a movie, man. Every episode is awesome. Epic. All right. 
I've been steering it away, been pushing it away. I just want to be that one person in the entire world who hasn't watched yeah. it. That's I was, that's- I was like, <laughs> I did it and it's fantastic. Uh-huh. Uh, great, a moment. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Uh, your biggest celebrity and sporting idol growing up? Um, celebrity. I'm going to go The Rock. Like, yeah. I just love it. And still now as well, like he's still a mad dog, like as if yeah, he's getting better with age. <laughs> totally. Uh, sporting, I would say Kirby Bryant for sure. Mm, yeah, love it, love it. Do you watch the game today? I haven't seen the score, so don't say anything. Okay, I won't say anything. Well, wow, okay, okay. Been watching the playoffs. I've got it when I get home. So totally. All right, all right. Uh, one thing that you hate or dislike, and you can't say coriander, and it doesn't have to be food. Um. People who complain about things outside their control, like the traffic or weather. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Funniest or craziest thing you've done? Uh, craziest. Um, on New Year's Eve, we ran 80Ks just for the hell of it. <laughs> just for, to a party at least or just? No, no, we just restarted at 4am and just ran 80 um, and then went to bed and didn't watch the fireworks. <laughs> that was the most recent one. I've done a bunch of other crazy stuff but that was after running 80ks i'm surprised you didn't stay up there's no chance you'd be able to stay up after 80 yeah i was pretty tired pretty dead pretty dead i like it uh are you more of a book or audio book um i actually do both at the same time called immersion reading oh i've heard of it i've heard of it read whilst you get in the audio input as well i find that increases retention a lot okay 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 i personally haven't tried it but i've heard it um give it a crack summer or winter uh can I say both again? I love surfing, but skiing, like skiing's my happy place, but I love the beach and swimming as well. So, because I'm a good like guy, one, yeah, I'll good go one. Skiing. I'll go skiing winter. Winter. Okay. We haven't had winter in a while, um, mainly because a lot of people I've been speaking to live in Melbourne and winter yeah. sucks right now. So, everyone's hanging for summer. Uh, yeah. Love it. Uh, what is something that you haven't done that you would love to do though? Climb Everest. Oh, that was quick. Is that coming up soon? I've got a bucket list. No, it's just on the list. It's on the list. I like it. Sum up your mindset in one word. Sum up mindset in one word. Your mindset in one word. Gratitude. Grateful. I like it. Nice answer. Proudest moment personally and then proudest moment professionally. Uh, Personally... Um, it's linked professionally, but I, I just have a great moment where we, we won that um, World Beverage Award for the innovation and it, was, we, it got announced and, and you had to go to Germany to get the award. Yeah. So it was like my mum flew over just for the award. Like, oh, no way. So sweet in, in, in Munich and she was there and we got it. And Did you know she was coming? Yeah, yeah. She, yeah. she told books flights. Like as soon as I told her, we were nominated and things. So uh, that was pretty sweet. Awesome. Uh, awesome. Just, my mum and, and professionally, I would say just seeing Shine being purchased by a random in like <laughs> a Cold Rewards or 7-Eleven or Cowsex, like you just, you stand in there just watching them go to the store and they buy it and they like it, they knock it back and man, that just makes me happy every time. While you're there, like you're watching the person buy it or yeah, just in yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> just there as a normal customer getting your groceries and see someone yeah. buy your product. Yeah, that makes me so happy. How awesome. good is that? How good is that? Well done, man. Uh, tell us something that no one knows about you. 
Uh, I'm an open book usually. Um, um, I didn't start speaking until I was about three or four, which is quite late. And yeah. I had quite a bad speech impediment uh, as a kid. So I got bullied quite a lot um, through high school for, for public speaking. So it was like a big fear of mine, but now I do a bit of it. So I've had to kind of overcome it. Wow. Okay. We can definitely go into a bit more of that and how you overcome it and, and, and what that has done for you. Um, you're, now substitute this word uh, for any other word you want. Your greatest failure that ended up being your best lesson. Uh, probably my first business attempt, which was my app and, and one that ended up getting me sued by Facebook and lose a lot of money, <laughs> but taught me two things. One that I love entrepreneurship. Yeah. It was like my life's calling. I'm going to do it until I die. And secondly, is that I had an ego and that I needed to conquer my ego yeah. to, to kind of proceed okay. in anything okay. I did next. So mm. um, tackle humility was was the biggest mm. insight that I got, which has paid dividends ever since. Yeah, definitely. Well, it makes sense why you said grateful for your mindset in one word. Uh, is that like a life goal to get sued by Facebook? You know, no, I don't know. If- <laughs> no, it's not that much. It's no. Just- just depressing and sad and totally i can only imagine they come out here with everything they've got uh yeah. this is a cool one if you could choose to have lunch with any one person in the world two hour time limit who would it be and where would it be past alive. or present dead or alive anyone um i'd say oh, there's a couple of guys on my list one would have to be jesus just like the dude's impacted history more than most. So I just want to, I would love to meet the dude for two hours. <laughs> Where would you have lunch? That's that would. Um, we'd have to be at a Zambrero with a shine. <laughs> I like it. Jesus or Ben Franklin, I think, with the two that come to mind. Jesus, I've never had. And I actually really like that answer. Like you said, he's, he's probably not more than most, like the most has impacted yeah. life. Um, no one's come close to that guy in terms of impact of. Like we still today all call this 2020. Like it doesn't matter where in the world you are, what religion you believe in, and, and everyone's agreeing this is 2020, even though that's based on when this dude was born and died. Like we've we've all accepted Jesus is true you know, at some point. There's so much more, man. That that is a great answer. Can I be there when you do that? <laughs> Can I come along for lunch? Come I'll on. Let me know the date and the place. I love it. Let me know which Zambreros are going and I'll be there. Yeah. I like <laughs> it. Um, what was 10-year-old Steve like? Um, cheeky, like a class clown, um, competitive as all hell, and probably at 10, just a really happy kid. Yeah, nice. Nice one, nice one. Uh, second last question. We, we, we're getting to the tail end of rapid fire. You've done well. Uh, what's one trait, one skill, one like quality that you would say is consistent across your five closest friends, uh, but the one that's most important to you, Steve? Um, I would say the desire to be better. And it's a, I would describe it as Kaizen, which is a Japanese philosophy of continuous improvement every day. Yeah. Um, But it's a general sense of getting up and trying to be better, like a growth mindset. Yeah. 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 Versus the fixed mindset and being happy with, you know, the status quo. And I think the people I associate closest with are always trying to improve themselves. Yeah, nice. A little bit over the, over the lifetime. Good. And, it, and I guess it just pushes you naturally to keep, if they're all pushing and then you're pushing, then everyone's just pushing along together. Uh, and it's just probably the best way to achieve. Uh, I like it. I like it. Favorite, favorite superhero to wrap it up. Who's your favorite superhero? 
Got to be Batman. Batman. Yeah, he's the only like achievable one. <laughs> he's the only most normal one. Do you know what's yeah. funny? On Instagram, twice in the last week, I've been followed by this guy named Bruce Wayne, and I'm sort of thinking, totally. "Are you fucking Batman?" <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. He could be. That's yeah. rapid fire. Well done. You made it through. Uh, good job. Hey, one quick question uh, on the back of that. You know, during this COVID time and, and this crisis time, what's one thing you'd say you've learned about yourself, you know, during this say, last six months, if not longer? Um, I think one of the insights that I was reflecting on recently was the balance between my natural introversion and extroversion. Mm. And I think being in the office and around people and meeting and networking and stuff, um, I, I was getting a lot of it. So I really craved my internal time. Mm. And when we went to lockdowns and everything flipped, um, I was actually finding myself like really trying to, like I was just so much overwhelmed with video calls and, and like every minute was backed out for the day. I was like really missing that part of yeah. my world. And I was like out of balance a little bit. So I had to be deliberate around making sure I'm getting a good balance of introversion and blocking my alone time and, and extroversion around getting energy from other people. Good. Good. And you know why I love that answer, man, is because I think for some reason, everyone thinks you have to be one or the other. Yeah, you can't right. be both or you can't have a blend of, of both. It's like you have to be an extrovert or you have to be an introvert. You can't sort of sit in the middle and get a bit of both. Yeah. Know, to feed what it is. Sure. And, and like you said, find that balance or harmony, so to say, um, that suits you. No, I love it. I love it. Look, man, let's back it up as far as you can remember. Um, and I, I know I opened it up with a bit of PWC during school was that what you wanted to do like was it school uni you know corporate world like is that was that the goal uh yeah. take it back as far as you can and, and let us know yeah i think through high school i was always um quite entrepreneurial by today's standards like car wash business or um paper routes and getting as many as i could and helping the get the neighborhood kids to help out and things like that and, <laughs> delegating and delegating i love it the GHD like hair straighteners on eBay and selling them to the girls in the Eastern suburbs and oh, yeah. just doing stuff like that, um, you know, on weekends and after school and stuff. And everyone's like, Oh, you're going to be good at business when you grow up and entrepreneurship wasn't really a word back then. So it was like, okay, business, what's that? And you kind of look at your friends, parents and dads, really, <laughs> that's my career choices. Yeah. Uh, and I went to a pretty nice school in, in North Sydney, in Sydney here. And one of them was like the CEO of Merrill Lynch. So he became like the poster child of what success in business looked like. And, you know, two weeks later, I think I had like an internship at um, Merrill Lynch and just kind of sat outside his office and, and tried to learn as much as I could. Um, and then I thought, okay, well, straight from high school, I was pretty eager to get after it. So um, no one, none of the investment bankers and, and um, mergers acquisitions and things like that hired straight from high school. You had mm. to go to uni first. So, but the big four accountancy firms did. So I could start at PwC, I think a couple of weeks after I finished at high school and went into the corporate world in the PwC cadetship program. And I was doing part-time uni at the time, but yep. full-time PwC work. And I just remember sitting in university going like, man, everyone here is working and studying really hard to try and get this business degree to try and get into something like PwC. And then I'm like, I'm in PwC and it's pretty boring. Like it's not, <laughs> it's not serving my soul and it's not making me very happy. So I thought, you know, university became a lot less interesting to me. And mm -hmm. PwC, I realized wasn't probably where I wanted to end up, even though, you know, my parents aren't from a wealthy background at all. And like, that was the element of success 
a lot of them because if I stayed there for 10 years, I would have a white picket fence and a BMW. But, totally. You know, that would make me pretty miserable every day. And I remember this famous quote in um, Jim Carrey's commencement speech. So Jim talks about his dad, who's funnier than Jim Carrey. Mm, mm. Guys in the world. And he was like, he never pursued a career in comedy because he wanted to maintain the financial security of his mm, family. Mm, mm. And then he went to work for like 10 years every day, miserable, got made redundant anyway, through his family in financial turmoil anyway. And, and, and Jim's like, well, if you can fail at something that you don't want to do, you might as well try something Absolutely. you do want to do. I loved it. And that, loved that resonated it. with me deeply. And at the time, as a kid, I never read any books. Like I couldn't finish a book. My brother loved Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. And like, he would probably pay me out a bit for being like, you're an idiot, you can't read a book. <laughs> and I was like, just the content just didn't appeal to me. Mm, mm, the first mm. time I picked up Branson's book or Jobs's book or guys like Zuckerberg and read about their story, man, I just like cover to cover, like something just Deep, flipped, flipped, yeah, flipped yeah, yeah, yeah. I could read about this stuff all day. So that that's one of the triggers. Like I want to be more like a, Jobs and Branson and Musk and these guys more than a business accountant and things. So that's when I started building this app on the side. And the plan was to sell it to Facebook for a billion dollars and uh, I don't know, retire on a beach with mojitos or something. Absolutely. At the age of 23. (laughs) And then, um, yeah, that went uh, publicly. Look, it went all right. Like we got tens of thousands of downloads and we got a bunch of awards and it was one of the app, um, Apple top lifestyle apps for a period of time and um but privately just made every mistake that you would make as a initially an 18 19 20 year old entrepreneur yeah you yeah. know anything about design do you know anything about development do you know anything about fundraising do anything about anything yeah yeah but yeah. the biggest problem was i thought i knew about those things mm-hmm. thought, and i wanted to act the world like i knew what i was doing because i thought zuckerberg was you know had an attitude with a hoodie so i had to kind of be like that persona which is not true at all and i end up you know, in a bad place, getting sued by Facebook and we got shut down and end up losing a lot, a lot, a lot of money um, for a 20 year old. And um, that was dark, man. That was really sad and depressing because up until that point, I was, you know, on track to be successful by whatever definition we look at in terms of PwC. And I did a well at school and did some good sports stuff and everything was going well. And then just like smack, like I fell off a cliff and hit the bottom pretty hard. So you were still working at PwC with this app going or? I left PwC. I started it whilst I was at PwC and then dropped out of PwC, dropped out of university to pursue this yep. full time. Um, and to make some money on the side, I was doing some like a multi-level marketing business. Yeah, nice. We've all, all done it. We've all done I've it. We've all been selling um, healthy energy drinks. Mm. <laughs> so it's, it's quite hilarious because I ended up like hard selling a lot of my friends onto it. And then the whole thing with the multi-level marketing thing, you're like, it's not a pyramid scheme. It's not a pyramid totally. scheme. Like that's the whole pitch. And then like literally within a couple oh, of weeks, goals. Facebook um, shutting us down with the app. That that multi-level marketing business I was in got confirmed pyramid scheme and shut down. <laughs> so like I made some okay money from it, but all my friends lost all their money and like pissed off and shitty. So man, it was just a really, like I lost my friend's money. I lost my family money. I lost fucking my own money. It was just a, and how old were you here? What, 2021? 20, this was this was 1920, oh, wow. probably 20. Um, because it was just before I met um Sam Prince, who entered the story as someone in that dark time. I was like, hey, 
as I said before, I love entrepreneurship, like this ride that just happened, even though it ended in tears and crash and burn, I loved it and I want to do more of it, but I want to do it properly and successfully yeah, yeah. and yeah. like be able to do it repeatably successfully. Yeah, last thing. You know, there must yeah. be something to learn from repeatable successful guys, like serial entrepreneurs versus the guys who got lucky. So you look at Elon or Musk who's done it a few times, Jobs done it a few times, you know, Branson did it 500 Forever. times. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. I thought, what are they doing that's different versus mm. just the get lucky guys? So um, I, I kind of looked into Australian entrepreneurs and I was like, who's who's a serial entrepreneur that's done this more than once and successful, but not too old. And Sam was at the top of my list. Like he's a doctor, philanthropist, and he started a number of great businesses and he's only nine years older than me. And I thought he's the ideal mentor for me. Um, so I thought, okay, I need to learn humility and I need to learn from someone smarter than me in, in entrepreneurship who's done it before. So I ended up tracking down Sam. We had one mutual friend. Um, it's funny. So actually the DJ who uh, is playing at my wedding in a, in a month's time, but he was the one mutual friend with Sam. And I, and I was like, Hey, like, can you invite Sam to an event you're hosting? And he's like, I'll oh, see, I'll see. He's not a big party. He doesn't really drink much. And I was like, yeah, okay. Just please get in there. And, he, and eventually Sam got to one of these events. So then I didn't drink. Cause like the two sober people always end up talking. Yeah, hanging out. <laughs> them. So we ended up hitting it off and had a great, connection and good time and really good chat and we just really connected over entrepreneurship and the passion for it you know hip-hop and basketball were like nice. the three things yeah, yeah, yeah and um and then it just turned into a friendship and a mentorship and and it ended up with me going hey can you you know bring me on board full time i want to learn as much as i can in the room with you like let me let me watch how you build these things and so that i, I joined the organization as a, as a personal assistant um getting coffees and sandwiches and taking minutes and notes and doing email calendar invites and anything, man, to do. Yeah. Just to be also, around, just be in the area. Just to, be, yeah. just to watch like how Sam was making the strategic decisions behind mm. the scenes, mm. what books he was reading, what people he was talking to. Because when they, you know, the people into the room, it was like a Nobel Prize winner or a billionaire or like these are the people I get to hear from on a daily basis while taking some minutes, man. That's like paid study. I, I did any day. You won't get that in uni, that's for sure. No, man. So, you know, that was an absolute blessing. And, and I just went all in, man, on that. I would yeah. just stop socializing. I stopped drinking. I like, was, I get up now at 4.24, but I started that five years ago. Yeah. Uh, six yeah. years ago with Sam, you know, meditation. Just, I think I've read probably 500 nonfiction books now, like just all in to just get as much as I could from that opportunity. Mm -hmm. that I had. Mm -hmm. Went from PA to EA to more like a, just a 2IC helping Sam across the businesses and help um, where I could run either projects or help him start some new stuff that we're doing. But the promise, the, the, the kind of plan is always to return to, to the promised land and, and run my own venture and, and kind of get, get onto the startup world again. And um, so that's where Shine came in and we started that four years ago together. Did you, did you bring the idea of Shine or was it a com combined, hey, I've seen this, what should we do? Can we bring it to, a, or who, who had the idea of it? Full credit to Sam. He definitely was like, "Hey, he's a he's a medical doctor by by training and yeah, yeah. practice as well, so and qualification." So he he was like, "Hey, in Zambrero, we started to develop some food, like the IQ bowl and the IQ range, and it was all based off scientific research that things like magnesium and omega three and sixes and stuff has actually been shown in the mm -hmm. top level mm -hmm. clinical papers that helps with brain function, brain health over time." So Sam's like, hey, is, 
would this work in a drink? And I was like, let me look into it. And then experimenting with, you know, Reddit and nootropics and just going down the, the, the hole there and rabbit hole and joined by another guy who came on board at that time, a guy called Andrew, who had some background and familiarity with nootropics. Yeah. So between the three of us, we we're like, yeah, let's, let's do this. Craft this kind of territory of an idea to what does it look like? What's the name? What's the, what's the formula? Totally. How do we make it? You know, how do you, how do you start do with we, every company? <laughs> yeah. How do we launch it? How do we get it in shops? How do people buy it? And yeah, brand it. That, that whole thing came next. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Are you looking for that next book? Maybe something to help you take control and remove those barriers to ultimately see you achieve what you were destined for? Be Great, a book I wrote that dives deep into building the self-belief and mindset and also touches on the six key elements to achieving greatness. It's easy to consume and to take action on. Get your signed copy today at www.begreatthebook.com. In that three years, before we get stuck into shine, I really want to you know, pick your brain on that three years, like working closer with Sam. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you, for you, was that like to go from running your own business, being like a successful app, you know, leaving uni and then going to get coffee for someone. What was your mindset around that? Like, how did you build the confidence, stamina, the not, maybe not even the word confidence, just like the, you said humility, but how did you just commit to it? I think um, that's probably one thing I'm good at doing is just once I commit to something, I'm very good at following through on it. Yeah. And um, whatever goal I set, I'll just make it happen somehow. So um, I, I don't know if that's a genetic thing or I'm just blessed, but for me, once the decision's made around what I'm going to do mm. and, and I publicly commit to it, I'm, I'm all in on it. Um, but the, man, like I won't lie to you, it wasn't like pleasant and it wasn't like glamorous. Not glamorous, man. Like, yeah. and I think, yeah, my LinkedIn status went from like, you know, CEO, founder to um, like PA. <laughs> yeah. And I was rolling burritos in the Zambrero store and and a few old friends, and I, I'll call them old friends, <laughs> were ripping in a bit, going, mate, like, how's the app going? And, you know, it's a bit of a fall from grace. But, man, I needed it. Absolutely. I needed to mm. smash the face mm. with reality that, a, you know, a 20-year-old doesn't know shit and you need to learn and you need to do the work and you need to put in the hours, you need to leverage other people's experience or at least go get the experience yourself. Yeah, totally. And you can't accept or expect you're just going to, like, be a rock star at the gate. Like, Absolutely. Talent is works in the, like, hard-earned, hard man, not, not given. But how did you come up with the idea of going to work alongside someone like, or, or, or go and find a, a mentor or find someone to, you know, follow the, follow the path on? Like, did you read that somewhere? Did you hear that? Did you just think of it and say, wow, that's probably a good idea to go and follow someone? Like, how did that come about? That was something that I've always been drawn to naturally. I think I, I just love learning. I, I have a thirst for learning, particularly things I'm interested in mm. around entrepreneurship and business. So, mm. you know, as early as going to work for the CEO of Merrill Lynch, you know, I was just hungry to go, yeah. hey, that's what success looks like. Let's just go straight to the top and try and find out love it. what we're doing and, yeah. and ask, ask for advice. So, before Sam, I had a number of mentors, Yeah. Um, but they were, and not no fault to their own, they're all fantastic individuals and business owners, but I would do like the, let's get coffee every two weeks or once a month mm-hmm. and do a two hour thing. But then, you know, I'll do that with five or six different mentors and they'll all tell me something different. So I'm like running after the coffee in one direction, but out for 10 days and then another coffee running in the opposite direction. And yeah. It's yeah. unproductive. And I was like, I'm not getting anywhere here. Mm, mm, I'm getting mm. conflicted advice. I need to pick one 
philosophy, one virtue value set, one person ultimately, and then go all in on that. So Build on it was that. a bit of trial and error with mentorship, but yeah. I've always found studying the greats the best way to learn. Absolutely. Your own self. And I thought, you know, let's let's do it with Sam. Yeah, good. Sam's a great teacher as well. I yeah. think there was a natural fit where he loved to teach mm, and I mm. love to learn. Like we're very good chemistry in that front. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's not that same when the student is ready, the, the master or peer. Um, yeah, and, and at the same time, though, like you put the effort in to make sure that you could meet with Sam to make sure he's there. I'm not going to drink. We're going to hang out. Like, you know, that's yeah. not by accident. Like, you, you actually had to play the first hand. You had to take the first step. You had to play your cards yeah. right. Yeah. I think you always make your own luck. But in the Correct. day, like, the there's the, no luck there at all. Like, you, 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 yeah, you've got to open yourself up for opportunity, right? 100%. 100%. So, no guarantees, but over a long enough time period, it is kind of guaranteed. Correct. I just believe that, like, is my faith. Like, well, if you keep turning up daily, keep learning, keep putting yourself out there, keep putting you, like you said, there at the start, like around the closest friends, they're always looking for more, they're always pushing themselves and, and the people around them. It's only a matter of time until you, I don't, I don't want to use the word hit the jackpot, but it's only a matter of time until you actually land on the thing you're destined for and, and meet the people you're destined to meet and do the thing you're destined to do. 100%. Um, you know. It just, it just makes sense like in my deepest core and you can't tell someone they won't believe it at the start of the journey totally it's just a blind faith thing that you yeah. just have to stick to the process yeah. through all the doubts all the rejection all the failure all the hard work yeah it just works out almost all the time once you get through the other side i love that i, yeah. I think if you could give someone like literally a 10 million dollar check and go like this is deposited you can just withdraw it in five years from now but for the next five years you have to fucking go all in grind 100 everything possible to do whatever you need to do guarantee that check will clear in five years but they're just not willing to take the bet that they risk all this fun stuff in five yeah. years yeah. just in case it doesn't clear and it's like well you're missing the point man like yeah. if you want the tech it's fucking it's a known it's, path it's, it's not yeah. unknown. it's there you, you and, and like you said the formula is it's proven hundreds and hundreds of time over and over again by so many different people globally on so many different scales and so many different businesses and industries even just in sport like, it doesn't even have to be in business like you do the work yeah. you'll get there consistently like, you you know you spoke about basketball that's the nature of it like how many players how many people go to the draft to be drafted how yeah. many actually get drafted i think from i was talking to an nba guy in the u.s about this not an actual NBA player but someone who loves the nba it's like from high school like top high school teams like one percent get to good college, then one percent from college gets the NBA. So like the odds are just like unbelievable, ridiculous. But if you over time consistently, like Duncan Robertson, mm. who's in the Miami Heat in this playoff series, like he's an undrafted dude in a shitty college, and he's playing phenomenal in a you know NBA Finals a couple of years later. Like he just kept showing up. Totally. Harry's so another good example, and hundred percent. I think with entrepreneurship, it's even more open to play than the nba there's natural mm. physical limitations in sport like mm. sometimes you need to be somewhat you need two legs you need two arms like there's some you need a certain height yeah yeah the height helps as well so i think there's the blessing of physical traits but there's always someone that breaks the rule which is hey i'm just going to keep showing up until yeah. i get it yeah and yeah and it works man so if one person can do it it proves the theory that you can do it too i reckon absolutely no agreed agreed and like what you said there about entrepreneurship like it's even more accessible because it doesn't matter how tall how short you are it doesn't matter how old how young you are it doesn't matter where you're from or what you've got or what you haven't got the, the opportunities are there um, you know and, and that's you, yeah, man, like, i think 100 years ago it was a different breed of entrepreneur that was mm. more successful like if you think industrial revolution totally. and 
Cornelius and, and Vanderbilt and these guys who, you know, industrial men, you know, very winner takes all kind of mentality. But think about who's today successful. Like it's computer, you know, scientists to the sales guy, to the marketing, totally. this brand dude, you know, someone who's just a gun math guy on performance marketing on yeah. Facebook. Like yeah. you get such a wider entry into the game now because you can just do it in so many ways with the internet and technology. And, and it's cheaper than ever before as well. Like you can start a business in an hour probably yeah. for like a hundred bucks. Like you buy a web domain, get a, you know, an online store, Shopify site set up. 100%. You can bring a product in from overseas before you don't even have to pay for it. You can sell it all online pre-sale and you've made a couple hundred bucks, a couple thousand bucks yeah. in a day, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's definitely more accessible than ever before. No, I like that. So let's, let's, let's go to shine. So, you know, you said Sam found out about, you know, just because of some of the foods and then he thought, well, let's, let's try and see if we can make this into a drink. How long was that process of, Hey, I've got this idea to, this is what we've got. I think Sam and I were playing with the idea for a couple of months. We fully committed to the idea uh, on February 12th, um, 2016. Like we've registered the business, got like the first domain name, not the end up, not shine because we didn't have the name yet. But yeah. we were like, let's do this Feb 12th, 2016. And um, we end up hiring a guy uh, who ended up becoming pretty much how I did that apprenticeship with, with Sam. Um, a guy called Andrew had reached out to me for advice a few months earlier and I was having coffee catch-ups and doing that thing with him. He was a med student, but thinking about being an entrepreneur. And I was like, hey, do you want to come build this startup with me? Like it's it's ground zero. We've just registered, you know, I think he was on the day we registered the domain name kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> and he's like, you know, yeah, let's do it. So I just tried to teach everything I learned from Sam and all the books and everything I've done over the last three years to Andrew whilst we're building Shine together. So we ended up going, I'll figure out how to sell and market it. You figure out how to make it, manufacture it and ship it around the country. And that's how we split the business. And Amazing. that was from Feb 12th. We ended up launching online our first round of product on 1 July. So it was about five months. Yeah, definitely. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And then, well done, man. It was, it was weird in a food and beverage world because mostly timelines are a lot longer than that. Um, well, I remember talking to some suppliers early being like, hey, like this was in March or April. Hey, we, you know, we want to launch in, in June. Like, let's go. And they're like, June next year, right? We're like, no, no, no. Like, <laughs> in in, in two, three months. Was it because you had the extra manpower to get there quicker or, or well, like, what was it? It was just we didn't have any experience so we didn't know what couldn't be done i think was part of it nice and the other part was like in 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 technology startups these days it's quite well known which is this lean startup mentality of get to market with an mvp of something that represents the core assumptions of the business test it with people actually paying with their wallets mm. and then use their feedback and kind of build from there into product innovation cycles that just doesn't happen in manufacturing physical goods still because in CPG or in, in fast moving consumer goods world, the scale of these manufacturing things are just so large. Like you talk in 18 to three years, 18 months to three years on most MPD cycles for these big guys because they've got to tool up their equipment. They've got to get all the packaging. They've got legal, they've got sign-offs, they've got formula, they've got testing, they've got shelf life and they don't want to take any risk. Totally. So they've got like one swing at the bat Versus we were like, one, we're small, so we don't need massive machinery and tooling and stuff. Let's just literally get this formula, make it taste nice in a bottle, 
and sell it and see if people like it and willing to pay six fifty for it. And that was it. Like it had no barcode on it. It had just a little sticker of shine across the thing. Um, it had that, that, that was the first one to go to stores. Yeah, well, first online. We just oh, true. We online only. Yeah. yeah. We end up having, I think, about 150 cases, and we're like, this will last. We had seven packs at the time. It was our first fusion because like one for each day of the week. Yeah. And we thought that that should last us about three months, is what we thought. But we we sold them out in 24 hours. Wow. On the on launch, and we're like. All right, people like this, people like the concept of it. Let's manufacture a little bit more, a bit bigger. Let's take in some of the feedback. Let's tweak it a little bit. And then next one we did, you know, 300. And then that sold out. And then we're like, all right, let's, let's make a thousand and let's do that. And, and we just keep going now. Um, and well, we just keep doubling yeah. down and backing ourselves. I can see why you, you know, you won so many awards in that early piece is, you know, like you, you're proof in the pudding there, man. That's that's incredible. Awesome work. Um, and did, did, did the recipe change as you went? Or yeah, what was similar to a software like technology stuff, we, we kind of like to upgrade the, the versions, like this is V2 or V3 or V4. <laughs> nice. Um, that's how we look at it internally. We don't actually communicate it publicly much. So I, I, I have a market idea where I want to do more of that. But um, yeah, we, we always meant, I think we've had 17, 18 versions of the label. And it's only ever going to get better. Um, yeah. Which is, which is incredible as well. And again, as a consumer, like it just means that I'm going to get a better product. So yeah, Happy like days. we launched our new 330mm range, which um, you can see behind me. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, man, like, there was a six-month there project. We rebuilt it from the ground up, like new manufacturer, new packaging, new labels, new formula, new suppliers, new, you know, packaging, new labeling. Like, the whole thing, man, was a rebuild because we're like, we've learned so much in the two years since the 400 mils have been in the market. Let's go again and let's improve it again and get a better product for our customer. to love it. I love it. You know, and that's, I think you got one, innovation is key regardless of what business you're in. And then two, I think be nimble and flexible enough to be able to actually use the insights you're learning. Some of these big businesses have such big data insights teams, but they just aren't quick enough to, to act on it. So by the time they get to market with something, it's, it's gone. By the yeah, time so they act on what they've learned and, oh, we saw this, we saw these numbers doing this, let's do this. By the time they even do anything, it's going to get signed off by 100 people and let's have this meeting. Let's do this Zoom call and, mate, the time's gone. Yeah. Three years down the road. I think like Coca-Cola and Pepsi and things in our industry are just known to not create brands because Mm. it's too hard to pick something and then try and back it and put it through their system. Um, So they really just wait for brands and categories to to get to a certain scale and then they just buy them. them. So is that the goal? I'm just trying to build a great brand and great company and great yeah, nice. product. And like where it goes, planning is is massive. And I think you know Red Bull does 350 odd million in Australia. I think Dare Ice Coffee does the same. I, I don't see any reason why Shine can't do that in Australia. And then in the US, I'd love to see you know I'd love to create a billion dollar brand at some point. Um, if that's Shine, if that's the next one, I, I'd just love to do that big round number. Um, nice. But in the meantime, man, just keep keep the product true, keep the customers happy. And Good. each year I just want to keep doubling is the like main goal. It. I like it. I like it. What separates you guys though? I don't know if it's just in the beverage space, but has anyone even tried to copy, replicate, come into market with the same similar product in the past, like to date? Has anyone done that? Yeah. Like there's a few um, smaller guys who are just getting started in the US. There's some bigger players who are, I'd say globally, we're probably the biggest new tropic drink company in the world. Okay. 
Um, but there's definitely a few now in the US that have got like National Range in one account or they've got one SKU now and they've started mm, mm. uh, to get some traction. So I'd say the waves definitely come in. The Mintel, which is like a big reports insights research house, they just published a, a trend report a couple of days ago and it was the title was Nootropics is the future of functional drinks. Wow. So that's music's my ears and something I've been telling everyone for three years now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No one else with credibility says that. Totally. Now you can post it online. So see, I told you guys, should have listened yeah. to me three years ago. Yeah, exactly. I love it. So, and I, like, we're just getting started still. And like Kombucha's had that moment for the last totally. three years in Australia, five years globally. And have we reached peak, peak Kombucha? I'm not sure, but um, it's seeming like it from some of the data, yeah. particularly overseas. Mm, it's mm. like plateau that better for you market but energy drinks man when i started in this business 65 billion globally it's now 100 billion globally in the space of three and a half four years so and and, and everyone i talk to about energy drinks knows they're not great for you like they're full totally. of and sugars and and weird stuff you can't pronounce and <laughs> no one's like they're good for you let's drink more but there's this there was nothing else man and it's coffee or energy drinks are the two solutions and totally um, we're trying to give people a third option with shine and nice. Good, good. From just for the consumer and even for myself, even for the listener, sorry, nootropic. What nootropics? What what exactly is it? Where does it come from? Thirty seconds, just so people know exactly what it is when you pronounce it and and when you say what it is, they know exactly what it means. Yeah, yeah a good way to think about it is a lot of people now understand probiotics, and and probiotics are good for the gut. Yep. And and kombucha has probiotics, and probiotics are good for the gut. So Shine has nootropics and nootropics are good for the mind. Mm, so okay. nootropics are ingredients that are good for mental performance, brain function, mental health, clarity, concentration. Um, so they're, they're, there's natural versions and there's synthetic versions. Some people are familiar with some of the synthetic versions, which I kind of like, you know, the Limitless movie with Bradley Cooper. Totally. <laughs> that's like that's the Hollywood version. I love of, it. Of tropics. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, that's a movie, but what's close to that might be, you know, modafinil, and and there's a bunch of racetam families, and there's a lot of chemical um, and and artificial nootropics, which are a bit more intense, and Ritalin and dexamphetamines and that kind of stuff. Um, but there's natural versions of it which are heaps less intense. Um, things like ginkgo biloba. Ginseng, green tea, B vitamins, turmeric, L-theanine, mm, mm. stuff that's been around for hundreds Forever. of years. Yeah, yeah. They just mix it up and the first to kind of market it in its own unique formula and, and kind of bring it to market with a good brand and wow, wow. a good story. On the, on the back of that, you just said good branding, good story. You know, was that a key element when you launched it? Hey, if we're going to do this, we need to make sure, like, obviously most brands think that, yeah, we need to get our branding right. But was that something that you guys, like, we have to nail this? 100%. 100%. Yeah. Man, what, because, what was the strategy? Like, what was the thought process even? Well, the biggest mistake, I think, on reflection, one of the biggest mistakes, I made a bunch with Faith by was I didn't care or even think about brand for a second. Mm. I literally thought logos was like word art. <laughs> on PowerPoint, was, huh? <laughs> yeah, you know, like that was what I thought. I'm like, who, who really cares about that stuff? But as, as you see from any successful app now, it's all about user experience, all about user totally. design. Um, so that was something I was never going to make that same mistake again on. And Sam's like, he's he's a brand guy as well. Like he, he understands the importance of brand. So through my own mistakes and Sam's guidance, he's like, we need to get brand right from the beginning. Yeah. And then, man, we we 
To get to market in those five months, it costs us 32 grand. We spent 16 and a half thousand on our brand agency. Like it was half the money we had to get. The, they came up with the word shine, which I'm just in love with and they nailed that. And then they came up with the custom font, the look and feel, the packaging, the, what website might look like and some of the advertising copy lines. So they gave us, you know, a business effectively for that 16 and a half. And there's all, and Seth Godin talks about this, who's one of my favorite marketers when he's like, an amateur will get it right once in a thousand times. Like a professional gets it right every time. Yeah. That's their job. yeah. yeah. Going for surgery. Do you want the amateur or do you want the <laughs> Do you want the med? You uh, get, you know, $5 logo on Fiverr, you know, and maybe that's the only option you have. But my advice to a lot of first-time entrepreneurs is like invest in brands. Yeah. That's all you have to tell your story to Correct. start with. And you've got to convince a bunch of people to do crazy things for this idea. And the best way you can visualize that idea in the world is capturing it right in a good brand yeah. that has, you know, consistent colors and thoughtful strategies and thoughtful um, typeface. And because intuitively as humans, we get it. We see something and we're like, oh, that looks professional. That looks shit. We can't really point out exactly what it is, but and it's it, a- The judgment happens so quickly. It's We're judging yeah. it right away. And especially now more in, in a more visual world, especially with social media, like everything's pictures, everything's colors, you know, it's all, everyone's, a, like you said, like you got, I'd love to see the percentage of, you know, time spent. Now you can do like your phone time and you see how much, like yeah. globally, how much is actually spent on like social media. Oh man, huge. It, it probably is out there, but you know, that has changed the way, like that is like your images, your product images, your logo, like you said, the colors, the, the wording, the, the way it sits, the way it looks, the website is yeah. unfortunately what people are judging you on before they sure. even will decide to buy your product and spend a 650 yeah. or whatever and, and it is. People in food and beverage, people totally in something totally. Like in body, they need to trust it. And and in entrepreneurship research, there's a there's actually a credibility graph of just you just need to climb that credibility graph as quickly as possible. And brand and legitimacy around professional look and feel yeah. is most of the way there. Totally. And then it's around who's behind it and people and things, which you know, for a lot of companies at a big scale, no one knows who's behind. You know, most people don't know who the MD of Coke is or who yeah, yeah. is behind the energy. Like, yeah. but they'll get the look and feel of the brand. They go, it's credible. Totally. So, um, well, even think about Red Bull. Who, who even knows where that is even made? But it doesn't matter, you know, because it's yeah. everywhere. And, yeah, exactly. you know, like you said, the brand hits the spot on every angle. And I like, so would you say that definitely the research and the, and the production and the manufacturing, especially if we talk food and beverage, but would you say it doesn't matter what brand it is, again, in your opinion, and what the product is, business is, that the brand, the branding is going to be top of the list of we need to make sure we get this right? It's the business. Like maybe there's a few um, exceptions around tech and particularly like software as the product. Like it actually needs to probably do what it says to yeah. people to pay for it. Yeah, yeah. But ultimately it's about how people feel when they're mm. consuming your product. And branding is the art of influencing how someone feels about you. So I would say it is the business. I'm I'm a brand bias guy now versus <laughs> or a business model kind of guy, but um, I've got I've got it wrong and I know that doesn't work. So I, I like what you said there. Branding is the art of how someone feels. Yeah. That is so good. I think that might be the uh, the title of the podcast. <laughs> 
right there. I'm not a brand expert. Like I'm still figuring it out and, and there's a bunch of smart people around me as well that helps with that stuff. But of course. I'm, I'm a, I drink the Kool-Aid, that's for sure. Totally. Well, again, but you're walking the walk. Like you're not saying, hey, you're going to do your brand and your brand shit. You know what I mean? Or we're saying, hey, go, we're not, you're not saying, hey, go and spend a lot of money on branding, but we're going to go and get a logo on Fiverr. Yeah. Know? And and again, like there's nothing wrong with Fiverr. Like you said, if that's all that you can, if you're a startup, that's all you can do. But if it means that you have to maybe double down and cut your Netflix and Stan and KO subscription to make sure you can get a proper brand yeah. done from an agency, um, yeah. then if you want to do, if you want to play the long game, then that might be worth it. And like definitely there's some really good freelancers. Like find an agency that you love that have done some cool logos or brands that you like in your space and then go like hit up on LinkedIn the people mm. that work at the agency and then be like, Hey, would you be keen for some freelance gig on the side? I'll pay you 150 bucks. You just heard that. You, you just that. heard it guys. You just heard it. You just, that's how you get around it. That's how you get around it. You don't have to pay the top dollars. I like it's, it. In the day, it's the person doing it. So you can find the person. Totally. They're always looking to pay down their mortgage or get 100%. their wife a new present for Valentine's day. Like good call. 150 can go a long way in the right hand. Still. Good call. Good call. Good call. What were some of the challenges early in the piece? Would you say, you know, getting shine off the ground? And and, and the reason I asked that is like, for me, when, when, when I launched real food vending, you know, vending machines weren't healthy. Vending machines weren't like, you don't buy a, a, a healthy drink from a vending machine, or you don't buy a, a fresh meal from a, a vending machine. You buy Coke and chips and Mars bars. So to educate people on the fact that this is fresh, this is good quality. It actually tastes amazing was probably my biggest challenge for you. Like what were some of the challenges that you guys faced early in the piece of shine? Um, and everything. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was like, you know, manufacturing, no one, particularly with our little shot, like no one had done a shot on before, like in Australia. So that was like, we had to convince someone to do shots and manufacture it. And we had to figure out how to, get the shelf life because it's stable on a counter and you know in glass and like that was just challenging as all hell like um flavor profiles and things like that in terms of tweaking it over time there was i think one of the biggest challenges on the marketing side that we faced was i think to start with we went too hard on like scientific claims and backing behind each ingredient and consumers once you get to a certain stage of like logic and rationalization, they get skeptical. Like if I'm trying to convince these things like the best yeah. thing ever, mate, like scientifically says this and this ingredient does this and- You start to doubt like, mm. Yeah, man, like, is this snake oil? Like what is this stuff? Is <laughs> this How do I know? Is it cordial? And they start, <laughs> if you focus on the emotional benefit of what the product does for mm. the consumer and goes, this makes you feel, think, do better, this makes you feel confident and energized and ready to perform at your best. You're like, I would like to perform my best because that's an emotional feeling. Totally. And then you go, let me convince myself why. Oh, cool. It's got nootropics. It's got turmeric. It's got ginkgo. It's got caffeine. It must do those things. Yeah. But end of the day, which is why I talk about brain, is consumers are buying the feeling more Correct. than the logic and yeah. the rational stuff. Yeah. So yeah. we went too hard on just trying to educate the world on nootropics exactly mm. by definition and papers and here's all the clinical reports per milligram and per gram we do this yeah, yeah, yeah. and consumers like you get the skeptics who are like man that doesn't stack up to my own you know there's biohackers out there who will create <laughs> their own stacks and they will monitor their blood glucose after they drink it and like that's just not our target market we're not totally. going to win with those guys like who are making their own I didn't, I didn't even think you would do that like why would you drink it and then like measure everything to see if it actually works like who cares 
yeah. if you feel good, then it's worked. If you feel good, it works. And, and, and if enough other people are saying it works, it works. Totally. And there's other ways to build that credibility instead of yeah. logically trying to build your argument case by yeah. case. Yeah. Is the slow way around, which a lot of brands, I think, get wrong to start with, and we did as well, yeah. is, is care too much about the science. Yeah. It's, it's generally mm. consumer need state that you're selling, not the scientific benefits in our world of, of fast-moving consumer goods. Yeah, yeah. Because you've got two seconds at shelf to make totally. a decision. Well, as, especially if you're at the counter and someone's there, you know, scanning stuff, scanning, getting their credit card out, kids are crying and pulling their yeah. head, I can get this lollipop, whatever, and it's right there. Um, no, nah, good call. And I think, and, and it makes sense to think that the logical side of it would be the most important because you're like, oh, well, you know, they want to know what it's got in it. They want to know that it's got this many milligrams and grams and got this many products from this country and this origin. Um, but at the same time, as business owners, we need to remember that, you know, we want customers to buy on emotions, but as, yeah. as purchasers, we don't want to buy on emotions. <laughs> we we yeah, want to actually yeah. stop and think about it. But that's where branding. I, I, I care about that stuff. Like I'm an absolute stickler for the type of product specs we get and the, the certain totally. ratio of topics and functionals and the flavor profile to the, you know, as finite as you can get, I'm trying to, you know, optimize and improve that stuff. But consumers in the day, you need to hundred percent keep it simple, keep it emotional. Yeah. And that's how you introduce yeah. the product. Correct. Um, and, and, and there will be people who care about that. And hey, we've got the information there available for you online, but a huge yeah. percentage of people, like we said earlier, a lot more visual, a lot more emotional, you know, the whole social media is emotional experience. Um, yeah. You know, so that's what you need to be really yeah, pushing to saying, hey man this works for my last study exam i did or hey one of my favorite influencers drinking this and and what they say is correct that's going to do so much more um for your sales efforts than correct trying to people logical yeah. One by one. yeah good call good call good call i guess you know you being the ceo now and and you know playing that role i'm sure it has many perks uh what would you say are some of the you know the not so cool parts of, of playing that role um, I think as, as any leader and, and CEO particularly, like all the worst stuff always gets escalated. Like <laughs> you, if stuff comes to me now, like it's generally the most like messed up, <laughs> the biggest problem. It's, the has biggest, to, it's had to go to the CEO. That's how bad yeah, it is. Like it's already escalated a few potentially. And now it's like, all right, this is a big problem. Like here, please deal with it. And I get that, you know, Always, we always like as soon as you solve one problem, one or two pops up. So, and and to be honest, I enjoy it. I like problem solving. I'm I, I'm creative, and I like also really working with the team and things. So, it's my worst days today doing what I do are still better than my best days at PwC. And yeah, and stuff. good so, call. Nice I'm so call. grateful, man. At the end of the day, like if employee you know steals or customers like no or you know there's problems with the manufacturing or like. Anything you could throw at me, like I'm still like I asked for this, man. Like totally. I was sitting in PwC, hundred percent, what I want to do, and it's like I want to run a company that with a product I love, with good people, and I want to, you know, actually help people and, and consumers who drink, use, and, and mm. consume the product. Mm. Mm. Like just tick, 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 man. I'm, I get to do that, and with that comes a bunch of shit. Comes the other side of it. Yeah, but totally. like, man, you signed up for it, so hundred percent. I like that. I like that. And and you, man, you hit the nail on the head there. It's like. Because I honestly don't think you tell me what you think. I don't think entrepreneurship's for everyone. Yeah, I don't yeah. think owning your own businesses, running your own businesses, building businesses is for everyone. Because it it's all well and good on Instagram and it looks beautiful and it's like, hey, look how cool this is. But some of the shit you got to go through is definitely not for everyone. 
Uh, and, and I love what you said there. Do it. I'm a big believer in that. I think anyone has the keys to the gate. Agreed. They want to play. But to your point, I don't think everyone should. Yeah. Because it's True. tough and it's anxiety provoking and it's disappointing and you have high highs and low lows and, and you've got other people counting on you to pay their kids' school fees and totally. like, you know, totally pay for their mortgage or whatever it is. Like that is a huge burden on, on people's shoulders. And, mm. uh, and end of day, like people, as I said before, like if everything goes to shit, it gets escalated. Like, totally. <laughs> but for me, it really goes nowhere. Like I can't escalate it. <laughs> I have to solve it. You can't forward the email to someone else. But like, hey, this just came up. Do you want to address it? Yeah. I can try and delegate it, but it's just going to come back up. Totally. It'll go to someone else and bounce it back straight back to you. No, I love it. Hey, man, what's next for, for Shine? I know you said you, you launched the new products, but, you know, what's next in the in the world of Shine, even, you know, more definitely now, but then even into the next coming years? Yeah, man, we're just getting started. Like, we've only been around for four years. You know, I would still say maybe 3% of Australians bought best of her to Shine have tried us. Like, we've sold a lot of bottles, but it's still, like, just in this starting blocks, man. Like yeah. we're, we're coming out of the gates fast, but I, I'm so excited for what happens next. We've yeah. got new products, got new SKUs, we've got new ranges, we've got stuff in and outside of beverages, we've got international, we've got build the team out. And like, yeah, I'm so blessed and grateful for where we are, but yeah. I'm just so excited for what happens next. It's, it's, it's in a way still warming up. It's like we're, we're just warming up. We're in, the, we're in the change room getting ready. We haven't even hit yeah. the court yet. We haven't even came out there yet. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm super excited what happens next. Good, uh, good. And what about for you though, man? Like I, I I know you said earlier that whether it's with this company or another company, I'm sure you'll be with Shine for till the end. Um, you know, but for you, like, do you are you eyeing off something else? Like, what's next for you? Um, I love entrepreneurship. So no matter what I'm doing, I'm going to be starting, creating, running, leading a team, investing, like. I just, I love this ecosystem. I love totally. I love seeing people unlock their potential and kind of realize some of it. I love something that wasn't even a remote idea and didn't exist in the world to be real and people use it. And like that stuff just brings me so much joy and happiness. Yeah. So I'll do this until, and that's a good bit of entrepreneurship. You can do it until you're dead. Like it's a, totally, <laughs> yeah. It's a, not a physical sport. So um, that's me, man. On a personal front, you know, I'm getting married um, next month, which congratulations, be well done. Nice and, um super blessed there that's really it like i'm pretty optimized on on on, on the work front but i'm yeah. i always keep fit and active like last year big goal was doing iron man which was awesome in june last year done a few long runs a few endurance races that kind of stuff so just, just ran 80ks on new year's eve like you know what <laughs> i've done it all in life <laughs> yeah well, like you know, everest would be nice to do totally 100 percent. good um, good i like but it no, man, i'm i in good space. I want to put more writing, to be honest, like even just internal, like a journal every day, but I want to be able to just get more deliberate with articulating mm. stuff over time. So um, I love what you're doing in terms of the content you're putting out. But Appreciate it. And I want to be more deliberate and put some time behind. Yeah, good, good, good. Writing the book was really good fun, man. And, and at the start, I was a little bit like, oh, I don't know if I know enough. But once I started like pen to paper and even started visualizing it on the, on the glass partition walls, so much content came out. It was, it was sort of like, it just opened up the gates and just flooded out. And I was like, wow, I didn't realize that I actually had this much knowledge in my head. Uh, yeah. And then when you start doing some further research on the back of, you know, I want to speak about this, I want to speak about that. You're just learning yourself and then you, you're passing it on. Um, yeah. So it's, it's absolutely incredible. Um, let me ask you this, Steve. What's one thing that you learned 
that really blew you away? Whether it be from a personal perspective, whether it be from working with Sam or whether it be in the most recent time, something that you learned that just blew you away. Um, I'd say this, this belief that I think Jobs was the first to talk about it, which at least when I came across it was, he kind of said there's a moment in your life when you realize that the world around you, the, the walls that are built, the buildings, that the tools we're using are built by people no smarter than you. And if you want to, you can go and create your own world. And if it's compelling enough and if it's good enough, people will come live within it. Mm-hmm. And I just, I love that belief of like infinite possibility on your own skill set. Like, true. I think we often as kids go, oh, this big adult world out there, everyone's, how do you even change it? How would you even impl- implicate it in the smallest? Yeah. How can I impact but, it? Yeah. Yeah. But you, you end up going, hang on, your parents aren't smarter than you. Like, they are humans, they make mistakes. And totally. when you realize, you know, your parents are flawed, you realize you're flawed, you realize the prime minister's flawed, you realize, <laughs> you know, the guy who built, the building's flawed, like yeah. they're all humans, they all have a journey, they've yeah. all had mistakes and they've done one or two things better than most. And yeah. that's really the only difference that made. And, totally. And I think it's down to how hard you work and how big you think yeah. Yeah. as the two differentiating factors of how much impact you make in the yeah. world. Uh, I was actually, I was watching a, a YouTube video this morning. I can't remember who said it. I can't remember who said it, but they said, you, you're going to think anyway, so why not think big? Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, and I actually wrote that down. I was like, man, that is gold. I can't remember who yeah. said it. I can't There's remember. There's also who said the view of like the time's going to pass anyway, so you might totally as well do something with it. Hundred percent. No, I like it. I like it. What would you say your top three habits, Steve? You know, to be able to do what you do now, uh, and, and you're well educated. Like you said, you've read over nearly 500, you know, books, probably more, listened, seen content online, YouTube, whatever. What would you say your top three habits to get you at peak performance? And you can't say drink shine every day. Like that's off the off the list three other ones for us all right, all right. that was definitely the number one um <laughs> well, i'll give you four make sure number one cool number yeah. one drink shine and the three <laughs> yeah um for me i would say it's actually the theme of this week in shine which is um temperance so temperance from a philosophical standpoint is like to be tempered to be restrained to self-control and um, Benjamin Franklin in his autobiography also he's got 13 virtues he tries to live every day but the first one is temperance because if he doesn't look after his body and mind doesn't control his impulses doesn't do sh- stupid shit he can then get on to the other 12 quite yeah, easily yeah yeah and he's so much more likely to succeed so you know I think my changing of you know habits around you know alcohol definitely taking that out of my life for three years just had a massive change Awesome. Um, you have so much more energy. You've got so much more vitality. You've got so much more motivation. You've got less dopamine hit, so you can focus on more important stuff. Um, but also with like emotions and stuff, like I'm quite stoic in my beliefs. So I, I just focus on the emotions I can control and really yeah, just 100%. everything else is not up to me. So mm-hmm. that for me is part of temperance as well, controlling emotions and controlling um, impulses. So um, to be able to control oneself, because realistically, Anyone can have a goal. And as we talked about before, most of these goals are known how to achieve them. Like to run, for example, like an Ironman last year, I, I signed up for an Ironman. I was like 106 kilos. I was into my heavy like weights and stuff. And hadn't owned a bike, hadn't been a bike for 10 years, hadn't <laughs> swum for 10 years. Like I would take a while to do a marathon. And I was like, yeah, I think I can do an Ironman. Like we signed up Cairns five months later, bought a bike, got some training, got a coach. 
you know, got a got a coach who just sat me a plan and say, like, hey mate, this is what you need to do. Just stick to the plan. Like go for a run this duration, this intensity, go for a swim here and here, here, do these sets. Here's your bike, go do these courses, do these sets over time and we'll ramp up over time with, with someone who knows what they're doing. And lo and behold, five and a half months later, like I finished the Ironman in 12 hours and it was a great day. It was like a tick off the list. I'm like, anyone can do this. Like totally. just have a plan and stick to the plan. And yeah. it's like, well, why don't we stick to the plan that we know what we need to do? And it's because we're not fucking committed to ourselves. And we, we, we like give into these shitty little impulses yeah. that have yeah. our short-term pleasures at yeah. interest or avoidance of pain, mm. not our actual long-term goals that we're aiming for. Yeah. Yeah. So at the end of the day, like just don't fucking pretend don't pretend like you're doing it. Don't tell the world you meditate when you're not. Like, don't <laughs> fucking post like you're going for runs all the time when you're yeah. not. Like, don't pretend yeah. to yourself. Yeah. Most importantly. Yeah. That's probably number one. Uh, number two, I'd say an early rise. Mm. Like, I, for me, just like start the day right. Like, control what you can control. And for me, that starts at 424. But for me, it was like about picking a number. So it was like 24 because I love Kobe Bryant. He's like, he's my guy. My dog's called Kobe. I'm all in on, on Kobe. And he was a big inspiration through totally. those time. Um, so I picked 424 and then it's like my number. Like, I don't think anyone else gets up at that time. So <laughs> if I see 424, I'm like, I'm getting out of bed before it hits 425 because it's my number versus totally. generic five or six or seven or whatever Quarter it is. Quarter past, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I think getting started early gets you just a head start on everyone. Nice. Because uh, once you're up. You can exercise, you can control, you can meditate, you can journal, you can ice bath, you can do all the good stuff. There's something about that early morning when it's dead quiet, you know, whether you go out and exercise or whether you're at home, you know, doing, you know, it's, it's, it's incredible. You know, this morning I I was running at 10 past five and it was weird because it was like eerie in a way because it was like no one there and it was really cold. It was chilly just before like, you know, the sun, it was pitch black still. And I think I saw like maybe two or three other people. Yeah, and you, you know, know they're heroes as well. You're looking at them going like... Yeah, yeah, and it's like that little head nod. It's like that little acknowledgement of like, you're a mad dog. You know, yeah. um, it's like when people on motorbikes, they just give that little head nod of like acknowledgement, like I know you're there. It was yeah, the same yeah. thing. We all ran past it and smiled and like a little head nod. I was like, there you go. Uh, see? Heroes. I love that. So that's what I mean. Like, yeah, get up early and you've already got a head start on like 99 people. Yeah. Um, Temperance, head, early rise. And then the other one would be probably around... Um, having a value set and sticking to it. So um, I do read a bit of philosophy, but it's, it's pretty much going like, what is a good life to you? Like, what is your best life? Describe it to us. Like what type of behaviors you're doing consistently, which is what we call virtue or values. Yeah. And just, and then like checking enough on it. So I, I check in daily with that. So if it's courage or if it's kindness, or if it's justice or if it's love or if it's industry, whatever it is, like pick your ideal lifestyle and actually like understand it, think about it, commit to it. So then you know what makes you happy. I think Brene Brown talks about, you know, happiness is, you know, what's your definition of happiness? And she just talks about like when aspired values is perfectly aligned with lived values, like that's happiness. It's as simple as that. So True. find out what your aspired values are and just go live them. So to me, like I wear this ring um, every day, which has got that symbol on it, yep. which is a little, um, custom symbol I made up, which represents my value set with my eight values and stuff like that. So I just reflect on that daily. I record it in a little notebook and just trying to live um, one day at a time. I, I, I love what you said. Like you, you are very, you know, uh, philosophic, you, you're very well educated and it's not 
don't take this the wrong way. It's not what comes across, like, you know, which is awesome though. And I love the fact, and like we said earlier, there is no wrong or right. Like there is no, you have to do it this way. You have to be introvert or extrovert. You have to do 20 hours a day to be a successful entrepreneur and you have to, you know, whatever it is. I, lo- I honestly love that mindset that you have and, you know, consume so much knowledge to then go out and you know, apply it in your way and bring yeah. certain pieces into your world. Um, and again, you can see your, just those three habits, how detailed you were and how much they actually mean to you. Like, it's not just a, it's not a fluke. It's not like you just wake up, Hey, I feel good today. There's yeah. so much yeah. more that goes into it. You know, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard, but once you figure out what works for you, then stick to it. And it's not hard anymore. Yeah, I think good. just yeah, don't, don't pretend you're not, just know what you should be doing. I think nine times out of 10 people know what they need to do, man. Totally. Good call. Like, good call. Yeah. Do you remember, do you remember the moment with shine where you thought, like shit, this is real now. I think it was probably getting into Caltex. Like mm. we always had a vision board and it was like, what retailers would we love to see this in? And and Caltex was always like the big petrol stations, 700 of them They're in almost every like part of the country. And yeah. this is like, oh, imagine just seeing this on Caltex. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, we actually mocked up an image of this. We took, went to the store to take a photo and then we photoshopped the box. I like it. We put that on the vision board. Man, that's cool. And then we walked in there one day and it was there, like the exact same position. It looked exactly how we thought it would. And we're like, shit, man, like this is scary how how one, how much the visualization works. Agreed. And then two, like how real this is now. Like yeah. it's, it's national, it's everywhere. It's, well done, man. You know, we're making now so well every time I, I go into a store and i see the bottle down and i think of that like these guys probably drew that on their vision board and saw it on the coles shelf or saw it on the woolly shelf or saw it wherever it might be i mean we used to walk into woolworths and then like with like little box under our shirts and then when the manager wasn't watching like take it out put it in the shelf and then like take a photo of it in the shelf and then send that to the buy and be like hey it looks pretty good like or see as people walk past like, how many people picked it up but that kind of stuff. So, and, and it wasn't even, and it wasn't even on their skew. Like it wasn't even a product that someone could no. buy. See, guys, you know, man, I love that. Like that's a real, like that's real hustle. That's real, like no fucking around. Like that's like we're gonna make this shit happen. You know, um, no, I yeah, like that. Hard stuff. It's just putting stuff out there. I think, like you said, we, we, you, you weren't faking it. You weren't lying about it. We're like, we're gonna make this happen. Let's go actually bring it in store under our shirts. Take a photo of it, and we're gonna make it real. Let's see how many people yeah. actually look at it. Incredible, yeah. man. Incredible. I like it. I like it. Let me ask you this though, Steve, you know, you, you, as we start to, to wrap it up, you, you sort of said, you know, like you had that business, you know, 18, 19, 20, it all turned to shit for the better. I'm sure there was lots of lessons and learnings that came out of it. Um, but why, why did you bounce back? Why did you get back on the horse? What, 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 it's not about what's special about Steve. It's not that it's, how and why did you say, cool, it was a learning experience. I'm going to go and find someone that can teach me, not just sort of, you know, surrender to the idea of I'm going to go back and work at PwC. Cause I'm sure that idea potentially came up after that. It's like, shit, do I go back and be an employee? But why you? I think for me, it's mindset. It's all perspective, right? Like events happen and your opinion makes it good or bad. I think Hamlet's totally. So it was a mindset that, Ray Dalio actually talks about in his book, Principles, where um, he, he references the hero's journey of Joseph Campbell's hero's journey, where life is literally a series of these pursuits into the unknown. You, you face some obstacles, you challenge up, you learn up, 
you then meet the master level, you hopefully try and defeat it, or you don't, you really come to some sort of death. There's a gem, there's an insight, there's a treasure, and then you kind of return to the known land and you pass the gift on to others. And I, I had that narrative in my head and, and all great stories since the beginning of time, since Homer and Odyssey had that same narrative of the hero's journey. So for me, when I got to like the abyss, um, it was it was primed and, and, and it was already in a mindset of, okay, what I need to learn from this. Like yeah. this is, is mm. really, really bad. There's emotional pain here. There's all the shame and guilt and, and anxiety and depression and, and there's all bad emotions wrapped up. I'm like, all right, there's a big fucking lesson here. Like, there's a big here. What, what is it? And once you get over the initial shock of what's happening, I think that's where I started to search and yeah. kind of it, like I've dropped my keys in the ground. I'm just like searching like where, what, nice. what do I need to find here? And um, Ray Dalio talks about the simple formula, which he's like done his, run his whole life on. And this guy's one of the most successful investors of all time with um, Bridgewater. He talks about pain, sorry, pain plus reflection equals progress. Mm pain plus reflection equals progress so if you got the pain you're like great then add reflection and then you get progress from it and that's how you kind of just keep leveling up so at the end of the day i think you win or you learn Correct. and there's the outcomes yeah. like there's nothing else and, and, and i love uh, the reason i i love that even more is because even when i asked you earlier about what's the you know it's a ceo's got so many great things what's some of the challenges it's it's that every day like you face challenges every day which makes you a better ceo which makes you a better leader which makes you a better makes you a better person it makes the company better makes the brand better 100%. it wouldn't have got to where it is today without all those challenges you can't even say half those challenges every single one of those challenges has served a purpose every single yeah. one of those challenges helped shine be what it is today they talk about um temper in a sword mm. which is literally the combination of really hot and really cold to then when they forge steel and forge a metal steel. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. you need that. You need totally. the challenge wins and challenge wins Correct. and the right balance of temper and the sword to forge your own steel. Yeah, yeah. nice one. You, you kind of go, is this a win or is this a learn? And then you kind of just keep adjusting from Correct. there. And Correct. And, and, and I love that. Like that journey is going to happen forever. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and that's what we are sort of saying earlier about like the entrepreneurship. Like you, like you, and I, you, you actually said it really well. Like everyone has the keys to the gate. Everyone has the ways to get in. It's once you're in, it's about understanding that this is the journey. It's not that first business where the first person said your product shit. So be it. Like, okay, cool. What is is there merit to that? If not, cool. What's the learnings there? Move on. Next. Yeah. You know, um, some people are just going to talk shit because that's the way it is with social media. But then sometimes there is merit to a to a yeah. feedback. You know. Yeah, and I think, and that for me, one of the things was like, don't take it so personally. Like, it's mm. not saying your shit they're saying your product in this current form is potentially shit yeah yeah my opinion yeah, yeah. so many habits to that because <laughs> people take that one bit and go yeah. I, i'm done like i'm not an entrepreneur yeah, yeah. Like, this is that unqualified opinion from someone whose personal <laughs> preference is not aligned with your own totally don't let that derail your whole dreams yeah. like yeah. yeah if you've got a product or service out there then you totally are an entrepreneur because you've gone through the shit to actually get it to the public if yeah. you've got it to the public and someone's giving you the feedback, awesome. Thank you. Goodbye. Next. Uh, you know, I'll take it on board or I'll put it in the bin, whatever it works. Um, yeah. No, nah, I like it. Second last question that last question actually that I want to ask is not what's your, you know, top, top, uh, you know, takeaway or, or, or tip to someone, but was there something that anyone ever said to you, Steve, that really stuck with you, whether it be a, a quote, uh, something that was said directly to you or something that you overheard? Was there something that someone said to you that really stuck with you that you really draw on in needs of 
in times when you like, you know, I need a little hit, like a, a good positive hit. Uh, we just talked about the obstacles and kind of overcoming that. So I won't talk about that again, but um, one of the, the things that resonate, resonates with me the most with what Sam said uh, early days, one of the first times I met him was he kind of had this story around like, I'm a smart guy. He's a smart guy. Like Jamie, you're a smart guy. Like we're all in our own circles leaders. And maybe it's on the foot in, for everyone. Like if it's the footy pitch, if it's the family dynamic, if it's the classroom, if it's their little management team they've got at work or at school with a uni project, like we're all leaders. But the question is like when leaders meet other leaders, like who leads, mm. the leader? mm. who, who steps up to lead when the leaders meet and and the answer to that question was it's even though the world's burning, I'm going to stick to my value set more than you're going to stick to your value set. And that's why you'll be led by me yeah. is the answer. And it's therefore understanding your value set, knowing the lines of where it starts and where it stops and the definitions of exactly what you will not compromise on ever and sticking to it more than the other guy. And ultimately that's what it comes down to. And I think, it stuck with me a lot. And obviously I talk a lot about my value set. It's, it's very important to me. It's something I talk about and think about daily. Um, because for me, that's like, that's the outward shape of my soul in the world. Totally. Um, that's, that's, that's like the borderline of how I represent myself in the world. And I just try and make it internally aligned as externally. And, and hopefully there's no filter there. Totally. And, and it's a conscious decision. Like you're actively wanting to achieve that because you've set it out, like you know what your value set is. It's not an accident. You're not doing what you're doing today by accident. Yeah. You, know, you, yeah. You, ha- you haven't turned up to this, you know, recording to the, to the episode by accident. I'm sure there's multiple things that happened to make sure that you were here on time, that you had to, you know, you had the right mindset. You started from 424 this morning, you know, and it started with Shine as well. <laughs> How many of those, this is another question. How many of those bottles a day do you reckon you drink? Um. I'm not too bad these days. I've definitely been <laughs> these days. Just drop that in there. These days, <laughs> yeah, I've definitely had a bit too much in my time. Um, but in all seriousness, I haven't been sick. I haven't taken a sick day in like four and a half years, and I've been drinking shine roughly for four years. So something's correlated there, man. Something's good. I'm just gonna yeah. roll with that. If you don't want to get sick, guys, go and get some shine. Yeah, and ginseng actually in the shine shot is one of the things with zinc. It's one of the only known things to reduce the length of a cold. So it helps with immunity. It's an adaptogen. It helps the body deal with stress. So there's some science behind it, but also I've just believed that every day. So <laughs> if you believe it enough, it'll it'll come true. Yeah. So I have I'll have one of these when I get up. As soon as I get up at four twenty four, I'll have a shine shot um, on an empty stomach, and then I'll have when I usually sit at my desk in the morning, like a new carbonated three thirty. Yeah. And then with lunch or just after lunch, I'll have another one. Another one. Do you, do you take it to parties and, you know, drop vodka in there and stuff or, or not? Oh, you don't drink anymore? I don't, I don't go to parties. <laughs> there you go. He doesn't go to parties, God. Only when Sam's going to be there, when you've got to meet someone, you need a DJ to connect you, that's yeah. when you go. Oh, like you do what you need to do totally. in this business. And like 100%. Whatever that, whatever it takes. And for example, some buyers and, and like relationships with the key accounts, they love, um, you know, fitness and sports and like one of the great relationships I have with the buyer, he loves cycling and oh, he reports me at all. I couldn't get a meeting with the guy, ignored me for six months. Every time I would get a meeting, he'd reschedule it. And um, this is one of the big national accounts we're in now. 
And then I figured out he loved cycling. So I was like, I'm going to go and sign up for this Ironman effectively and learn cycling and learn this whole thing. And started talking to him about bikes and shoes and routes and courses and training. And we just like hit it off about cycling. We ended up signing up for the half Ironman together. We did it together. Beers at the finish line. We're brothers, like we're all best friends. And then now I like, I text him all the time going, this is my new skews. Like, he's like, cool. It's in like, it's, (laughs) that anything man i'll do an iron man like i'll do whatever it takes and that's one example but it, on the other guys like some guys do love big boozy nights totally. like you end up the at 5 a.m it's like whilst individually i don't love doing that for my body it's you know they, they're really good guys really good to hang out with 100%. um and I'm, and i'm willing to do that you know for those guys as well Correct. No, I love it, man. Steve, you're an absolute legend. Thank you so much for your time. Um, I've learned a lot. You're an incredibly insightful person. I thought I was reading a fair bit, but I'm going to have to step up my game uh, to, to, to consume so much more knowledge and, and get back in that space. Um, and, I, and I actually wrote down a few things that you mentioned on the way, and I'm sure the listeners have as well. Where would the best spot for people to, one, connect with yourself or and even obviously definitely shine as well? Um, we well, have yeah, shinedrink.com or shinedrink on all the social channels. Um, I think I'm Steve Chapman on all the social channels. I think I'm Steve Chapman. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's actually just Steve Chapman is, okay. the, is the tagline. Um, I love it. I love it. And I think there's a website that I've got a blog, which I need to do some more writing and publish some more blog articles. But I think that's sdchapman.com or stevechapman.net i think they both lead to the same Same place place, same place well i'll make sure i'll put it all in the show notes for everybody um and if you can send me whatever those those two ones that go to the same place send it to me that way it's the right one uh and people can can get it uh but again man i really appreciate the time and for those of you out there listening like definitely go and you know read or or listen or or see anything that yeah that you're doing man because it's it's incredible um and i've like i said i've learned a lot from the journey and i honestly look forward to seeing where shine goes you know I, I like what you said it's it's still warming up still in the change rooms not even pre-season yet mm-hmm. uh and it's and, it, and it's game on from here on especially as you get more of these these um you know research content coming out you know yeah. encouraging positive signs of what you guys are doing so again yeah. steve i really appreciate it man thank you i, think, man, I enjoyed it it's good fun good 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 and for everyone out there listening as well thank you so much and i look forward to catching you on the next episode Thank you for joining us on that episode. What an incredible one it was. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Remember, make today count and be great.